Welcome to the One Life City Church podcast. This is the One Life City Church podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Elliot, and this is a summer Bible study series. And I get to be here today with our youth director, Kate Lee. Kate, thanks for being here. Of course. Yeah, exciting stuff. Hey, Kate, so... You know, you're pretty new to our church community and you've been a great, you know, tremendous gift to all of us. But if there's one interesting factoid that you wouldn't mind all of us knowing about, <laughs> like what what would that what would that one factoid be? I would say that it is uh my secret love for the game of Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. You probably want some people over right now. <laughs> like so when you when you describe a secret love, what yeah, what are, what are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah, I think it's borderline an addiction. I don't. <laughs> I, I like just playing it when I'm trying to think or when I'm procrastinating. And so there's a free website I can just log on. It's like almost a saved website now for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So like when you like pop up Google, and sometimes it shows like your most frequently visited sites that's one of the ones i would absolutely yes <laughs> wow yeah it helps me think i don't know I... <laughs> that that's cool i'm i'm impressed and also intimidated at the same time <laughs> very cool kate it is such an an honor joy and privilege to be with our tetris master here and to go through god's word together yeah <laughs> So, and I, I love the text that we're doing today. Mm. Um, it's one of my favorite books, Letters in the Bible and First John. And what, what did you, like we had some other choices, right? But what, what made you kind of lean toward doing First John today? Actually, it came out of like a Bible study that I was starting with Julia and I was thinking of starting with Jasmine and we were looking for a book that would fit in five days. <laughs> so... <laughs> Very early on in the summer, um, we settled on First John, and I saw that it was also a passage that was in our reading, um, our mm. reading schedule, and that we would be doing these podcasts. So I signed myself up right away for the First John five passage because I thought, oh, I had just studied the whole chapter, the whole book. Perfect. So just kind of lined up, mm. and boom, there we have it. Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the reasons why First John always like, well, it's been like a well that I go back and draw from over and over again mm. um it, it's short but yet it's, it's to the point like i feel like every word is so intentional mm. and um like whenever i go through seasons of like I, I feel like i lost my way like first john always like i that's one of my go-to's and it always kind of roots me back mm. and so um i'm, I'm hoping like i'm just speaking this out there prophetically like if any one of y'all who are tuning in are in that season, first John mm-hmm. is the way to go. It's you could I mean it's so short. You could you could sit and read it during a, a meal like three times over, you know? Yeah. And um and it's it's just so good, so rich. Um and I have one more story before we get into uh about first John, uh, before we actually get into the actual word is one of my favorite sermons of all time came from First John and it was back when I was in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. We at the time we wanted to give our, our youth like opportunities to like teach and, and whatnot. So one one of the I think he was probably a freshman at the time. He he got up and he was like, Hey, today I'm gonna 
you know, share from first John and uh, it's like four, first John four, you know, and t- toward the end of first John, there's like the whole part about like, if you say you love your brother and sister, or if you say you love God, but hit your brother and sister, then you are a liar. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, so we just sang all these songs about loving God. And if you like, like, if you're like annoyed with your brother and sister, then you're a liar. <laughs> and then he, and then he just goes like, so we should love our brother and sisters. Okay. And then his brother, his younger brother was in the room. And then, so he, he had this moment of like, I'm sorry, man. Wow. And it was like this, like really like cool moment of like, you know, it was, it was so raw and, and genuine. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, there's so much argument like nowadays, right. About like, oh, how do you interpret the text? And what do you do? And like, you know, mm-hmm. no, dude, like this, this brother, just like he read it and received it. And he just lived it out, like just right at that moment. And it was, I will always like treasure that moment. Yeah. Um, and First John as a whole, like it's a big invitation to that. And you know, we'll we'll unpack that a little more as we, as we go. Yeah. And so, I'm I'm excited. That's that's my long winded way of saying I'm excited for <laughs> this. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, Kate, I think we said we're gonna focus on like the last couple paragraphs, right? I think mm-hmm. chapter five, thirteen to twenty one. Mm-hmm. Let's go for it. Do you mind reading it for us? Sure. Yeah, I can go ahead and read it. The ESV version says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know we have the requests that we have asked of him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin, not leading to death, he shall ask, and God will give him life. To those who commit sins that do not lead to death. There is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who was born of God protects him and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true and eternal God. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. I have so many thoughts, um, so many kind of even unique things that I'm picking up, even though I read this so many times. Um, but I'm curious, like, what are some observations that you're seeing? What are, yeah, what are some things that jump out at you? Yeah. I was reading through, right, the whole book of First John, and there were parts of it that seemed really direct and straightforward and, like, almost like preach, like it was preaching at these people. And um, so I was wrestling with those parts. But when I finally got to this ending part, especially like verse 20, which says, we know that the son of God has come and has given us understanding. Like I felt like Mm. it finally helped me to take the right perspective when like chewing on all of this. I felt like, yeah, that I had gained understanding that like this talk about sin and then about like Mm. this confidence that we have towards God in Christ. Like it started to make sense to me. Like this is an encouragement almost that we have, mm. 
make a way forward that that these things are promises to us. Everyone born of God does not keep on sinning. Like God has created a way for us and I can like grab onto that and not have the doubts that I sometimes have. I can just take this as true because it's written here very plainly. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, that's one of the things that uh, that stood out to me too. um, Just the idea of, I feel like a lot of the old, we see this in old Testament too, but there's like a synonymous idea of like to hear and to understand. And they're like, they're one and the same. Mm. And and so we see that like in relation to how like how it talks about like we when we pray for things like God hears and then but yeah at the same time we get understanding mm-hmm. and and so like there's like that yeah things like that that came to mind yeah um I think some of the things that I picked up was like it talks about prayer mm-hmm. a lot it's in the, in the middle portion of it mm-hmm. um, I noticed that like the the idea of eternity mm-hmm. it starts with that and ends with that yeah. Um, it definitely like, um, it's all focused on like the son of God character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like we know, obviously we know who John's talking about, but it's like, like, even like I write these things who believe in the name of the son of God. Mm-hmm. And then like the passage you mentioned in, um, I'm 20 that, you know, it's about the son of God. It gives understanding and 19 also talks about us being the, uh, the children of God. And so like this very, mm-hmm. um, the idea of like, belonging to god i think that's another like theme that comes up um yeah any other kind of observations i'm like i like i just kind of like threw a bunch out but like for you any anything i had highlighted like if anyone sees his brother committing a sin not leading to death he shall ask and god will give him life throughout the first jump like passages i felt like there was a theme with the sin versus life and Mm. i liked the the hope in this that like if you see a brother committing that, you can love him. Like you can show him love. You can you can say like God has life for you, and I feel like maybe it was me reading like a spiritual formation book recently about you know Dallas Willard's words or something. But they're saying a lot of us in the Christian church don't take that as truth as much. Like we think, oh mm. yeah, we're supposed to be being made into God's image. We're supposed to be on this road to sanctification, but you know, we all mess up. We're all human. Like there's not a lot we can do. You kind of fall into a complacency, I guess, or sort of resignation, but reading, like reading this, it's like, there's a sort of redo button (laughs) that God gives us Mm. through Jesus. He says, no, no, I, I'm, I'm actually truly wiping the slate clean. Like I'm giving you a restart. Like I'm giving you such a clean slate that if you see someone else walking in this way and, Maybe they're kind of lost or maybe they're just kind of settling. You have permission to to say God is leading you towards life. Like, hey, brother, mm. like, come come with me. Like, walk with me, man. And yeah. Yeah. God can give him yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. yeah. And that, that reminds me of Jay's message uh, from Sunday. Mm. Like, that's what, like, that's, that's like kind of one of the main cruxes of it, right? Like, how when we we're into these spaces of sin, a lot of the times our tendency the human tendency is to like withdraw and kind of like shame for whatever reason, right? Like we just stay away. And, but the invitation from God is the opposite. Like that's, that's something we see in Genesis yeah. that we saw on Sunday in Isaiah. And we see through the person of Jesus, how like people who are identified as being sinful or like, you know, like of death, Jesus' invitation is, isn't, Hey, why don't you just like, like stew in your death? Like that's not Jesus' invitation. His invitation is, no, come and share life. Yeah. Like there, there is a thief that wants to still kill and destroy, but mm-hmm. I want you to have life and have an abundant life. Yeah. 
And so this is the same kind of encouragement that we see in, in this text. And, and, and I love your take on like verse 18 also, because mm. like, like I read that and I have a hard time. Like that verse, it's like, it rubs me the wrong way. Like whoever, um, anyone that is born of God does not continue to sin. Mm. And so may, maybe I wonder if like, for me, it's that kind of sinful kind of thing. Like, oh, but I do. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I feel myself like kind of pushing myself away. Um but I, I love your take on it. Like, no, this is actually an invitation as an encouragement to life. Um, so that's, that's really cool. Yeah. This whole chapter, or even, I guess, earlier in the book, I felt that kind of push-pull hmm. of like, oh, what do I do with this statement? <laughs> yeah. Um, or like, we know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> so just yeah. try harder. <laughs> Don't sin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, yeah, I know that's not what what John would be saying or what this author would be saying. Like, yeah. So then I had to wrestle with it. Like, well, what is he saying? <laughs> hey, I have a um, I have a question for you. There, there may not be a right answer, mm. but um, how do you, how would you process a verse like like nineteen? Like, I you know I think grew up in more fundamentalist mm. Presbyterian and like some charismatic. I think also has a very kind of similar way of interpreting um, verse 19, that we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under, I'm reading from the NIV, mm. um, under the control of the evil one. Um, so there's a very kind of specific way of reading that text. Um, and I think a lot of it is, if I could summarize it, everything secular is evil. Mm. And everything secular is bad. Everything is not of church is under the influence of the evil one. Mm. Um do you have any any thoughts on like on that verse or if, if there's any kind of perspective that you would, yeah, that maybe some of that push and pull that you see mm-hmm. um, with, with, with that um, verse? Sorry, I'm just like, I'm just putting like a big one on, on you right there. So like. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I don't know where it is. I think it's in chapter three or something. Hmm. The verse that talks about the world not recognizing us. Hmm. Maybe it's chapter four. But it says the world, oh, chapter four, verse four, in my version, it says, little children, you are from God and have overcome them for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And in verse five, they are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world and the world listens to them. And in verse six, we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Um, so I think that mm. kind of helped me to understand this chapter five verse. Yeah. I think there are even, okay. Even my struggle to interpret and understand first John, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) yeah, I think I read it like three different times. The first time I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll just like read it quick. Cause I told my friends I would do this for a Bible study. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. Pull out one verse (laughs) and like, make sure I have like a good understanding of it and like kind of have something to speak to. And it worked. It, like, I still got something out of it, even from, like, highlighting one verse. The second time mm-hmm. I read it was, like, okay, I need to prepare for this podcast. So I, like, pulled out all my books and, like, all the <laughs> historical context. And I was trying to, like, study the scripture in the way I remember from my hermeneutics class. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing and then get, like, like, historical context correct and things like that. 
but the third time I read it in kind of a frustration because I was like, mm. I'm getting tired. I don't have enough stamina for this <laughs> to do this yeah, every yeah. week. Yeah, and, and you did touch us a little bit and then kind of went exactly. back <laughs> at it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I kind of, I did it in a more distracted way, but I did it like with like a, a prayerful ear to the heart of God. And like, I tried to not take myself too seriously. <laughs> mm -mm. I, yeah. I was yeah. trying not to get too much in my head, I think. And I have that tendency when I approach scripture and I think I have to have kind of like a pure approach to it or something. Yeah. I think that's such a good, like, just real quick, um, sorry, like, um, I feel like that's one of the reasons why, like, this um, practice of, like, observation, interpretation, you know, like, application, I, I feel like it's helpful because I feel like sometimes mm. we we're, we have this temptation to be like, okay, I need to read this text with knowing just everything that I possibly can in the background because mm. it's so far removed from me, so far removed from my historical context, yeah. but you mentioned freedom like there's like this freedom and even joy in like i would even there's like permission from god mm. to be like just read it yeah just read it and then allow the other things to catch up mm. you know and just allow like whatever pop comes up to the surface like any words that stand out to you, just let that be those words and yeah. i think that's why one of the one of the spiritual practices of like lecture divina i feel like it's so mm. helpful um it's because like it it's practicing that spiritual muscle of like okay, what is God trying to say to me? Mm. Like, I don't have, I might not have my, I don't know, lectionary or, you know, or, yeah. or any kind any kind of reference book in front of me, commentary, whatever in front of me, but like, what is just me spirit and, and the Bible? Like what, what's going on mm -hmm. here and try to figure that. So like, I, I think I, I love that. So, so I just, you're about to like go on and like yeah. give this like amazing point And I just totally interrupted <laughs> you, but that was but awesome. Yeah. Oh man. No, all the deviations, like all the different directions we could go under, all good. Um, yes. Yeah. It, it, I do have an answer to your question, though. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, in the roundabout way that it comes, um, I think I was kind of struggling to understand God's heart in the scripture and, like, like mm. maybe even His message from this book, and then I realized. Maybe I was like kind of putting my own meaning on it or I was trying really, really hard on my own strength to understand. Hmm. But the understanding, like the spiritual understanding from God's word doesn't come from me per se. Yeah. And it doesn't come from like my worldly strategies <laughs> to like uh -huh. mm -hmm. squeeze meaning out of it, <laughs> like extract the mystical aha uh -huh something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I felt like it was an encouragement to remember, like, okay, this word is from God. And the author of this book, like John says, I'm writing to you because you already have the spirit in you. You already have this anointing. Like, you already have, like, mm -hmm. what God has given you. And it's from the spirit. And so read in the spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah, I don't know. I, that is kind of a, a rambly way of coming back to chapter to chapter five or nineteen. Like we uh -huh. know we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Like, not that mm -hmm. we are against the world per se, or that everything is um, evil around us, but that like the world doesn't understand maybe hmm. in the same way that hmm. we understand through the spirit, like what God is trying to. Yeah, say. I was reading this through worldly eyes, and I was feeling very 
um, guarded against the words. Mm, I felt like I he was yeah. saying, well, if you yeah. don't love other people the right way, <laughs> if you uh, <laughs> don't believe in Jesus, then you're not saved. Then, like, I don't, mm, like, mm. I felt kind of like um, I was being berated, I guess. And that's sort of a posture I take when I come in to like my Bible study sometimes is I'm like afraid of being scolded for something. Yeah. But yeah. it took me all the way to the end of First John to realize mm. that's not what God's heart was, that he was speaking mm. to us out of like, this whole thing is about God's love. God is love. It yeah. literally says, right? There's no fear in love. The perfect yeah. love casts yeah. out fear. So be obedient. Earlier in verse three of this chapter, he's t- saying, keep his mm. commandments. Yeah. God's commandments are not burdensome. So yeah. we know we are from God. And the whole mm. world lies in the power of the evil one. Like, it kind of, encourages me to know that like yeah i'm i'm not just sitting here struggling with scripture because i'm mm-hmm. a poor student <laughs> i'm wading through the like the fog of like the grasps of the evil one i'm trying to understand god's mm-hmm. heart through this like this word that he gave us and yeah it's not easy but it's also not like just all in my head <laughs> So just to kind of synthesize some of this stuff that we, we've talked about, generally, I think so far, like most of our, a lot of our conversation has been kind of teeter-tottering both on like observation and interpretation mm-hmm. and kind of struggling with the tension between that. So we definitely see that there's a word of encouragement here. There's a word of hope here. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that there's themes of life and death here. There's talking about prayer, talking about understanding, um, hearing, I think, and you mentioned just now about um, the beginning of the chapter where it talks about commands. I, th- I think those are all kind of like similar themes that that are uh, kind of con- continuing. Um, you mentioned, and, and, and I totally agree with you on this, like how I feel like there's something about the way the writer of 1 John uh, is like, I think he's intentionally trying to create this like push and pull. It's almost like, mm. um, like, when like i don't know when something gets stuck in something that's as vague that's as vague as it can get but you usually kind of like push and pull like kind of nudge it back and forth mm-hmm. right and i feel like there's like that kind of tone mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. um and there's definitely that kind of like and you know we could we could argue about this or people could kind of express their qualms about this as much as they want but mm-hmm. there's a kind of dualistic language here mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot on first john right it's, there's when, there's always like uh like life and death that's a common theme right um there's being of the world and of god and like children of god and of the children of you know of the world and so there's there's a lot of these things at play um there's there's a way to love god like god is love and but if you don't love your brother then you're a liar you know like and so there's kind of these very almost like dualistic way of kind of like presenting things mm. um and so we kind of identify those stuff, and we kind of already hinted at it already. But what what does it all mean? Like, what is John, the author here, trying to communicate to us? What is he trying to say to its original audience? Mm-hmm. What do you think are like the key points that he's he's trying to make here, mm-hmm. based on a lot of what we talked about so far? Yeah, I think there's a kind of like signpost back to Christ in some ways, mm-hmm. and a reassurance yeah. of what it means to belong to Christ. It's mm, good. Because I love the reminders that we have in like throughout this book about 
you already belong to him. You have known him from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I'm writing to you because you've received this anointing and that abides in you, just as it has taught you abide in him. Like this is in chapter two, but at the end, yeah. um, we know that we are from God. We know that the Son of God has come and given us understanding. These are these are areas to explore, I guess. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, and I, I I feel like maybe the the other side of things, the the side where he talks about sin, it serves to make the relationship that we have with Christ that much more like solid. Yeah. Um, in the middle of chapter five, it says, "This is He who came by water and blood." Jesus Christ, mm. not by the water yeah. only, but by the water and the blood. And it goes into how um, whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. So that it talks about testifying and as being a mm-hmm. testimony, um, and even like, you know, testifying to God. Um, yeah. That God has born, God has yeah. born testimony in his Son. Even through the, like, the push and pull, I feel like this book lands on certainty. In some ways. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely sense that. The writer's definitely speaking from a point of conviction. Mm. And it's, and yeah, even the parts that you mentioned about the the middle portion of the chapter five, about it starts talking about testimony, and and I think it mentions something like, and the spirit itself testifies, right? And so there's like the certainty of like, hey, there's like this like truth here that seems like it's beyond us. And like I'm in, yeah. Like I'm of this truth, <laughs> and that's like so comforting, um, especially in 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 the type of like culture and society and, and that we live in, where like everything feels so relative and subjective. Mm. Um, but the writer, there there are very thing, very few things that are subjective and relative to the to the writer <laughs> of this letter. It's like no, this is this is like God is love, mm. like God is love. Mm-hmm. And, and and things like that, or like it, and like I love how it ends, or one, one of the ways that it ends, uh, verse twenty one. That's we, we could have a whole thing about that too, because it kind of ends at a cliffhanger too. Like, um, but like the real ending, it feels like it should have been verse twenty. <laughs> yeah, like he is the one true God, you know, and and is eternal life, and it is life. Um, and so like it's like there's like this very um. So, you know, earlier we mentioned that there's hope in this text. And I feel like that's where the hope is. Like, no, we don't have to, like, be stuck at this, like, ethereal, like, state. Like, mm-hmm. no, we could land on something. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's possible to land on something. Mm-hmm. And um, it's almost like the author's communicating, like, with his own conviction, like, you could be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And with the things that all you mentioned, like, it's pointing back to Christ and ensuring who we are and what it means to belong. That's That's so good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any like, are there any questions that come up to you as you like, um, maybe ongoing kind of like processes? Because yeah, like I think this this book is meant to be this letter is meant to be wrestled with. Mm-hmm. Um, any specific questions come to mind? Mm-hmm. I mean, one unresolved one is this middle section about sin, where there's there's some sin that leads to death, um, and he says that no one should pray for that, um, but. Yeah. All wrong during a sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. So <laughs> Yeah. That section is interesting. Yeah. It's almost like it's like anti Romans. You know, because like we hear like, you know, the wages of sin is death, right? Like mm-hmm. we I feel like we hear that preached so many times. And then like here's John is like, 
yeah, it's, there's some that lead to death. Some that don't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, there's a, that's definitely interesting for me. Uh, it'll be like more of a structural question that like, I, I've never fully understood why. And it's what, the question that I brought up earlier is why does it end with 21? Like, is there supposed to be more? Mm-hmm. And then like did John run out of ink, did a scribe get tired and like <laughs> had to use a restroom and yeah. John forgot what, what he was going to say in the rest of the letter, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so like that's because it just to- ends on a total cliffhanger. It seems like he's about to get into another point, right? About dear children, keep yourselves from idols. Like that's that's what it says in the NIV. Yeah. Um. So it's like, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, thanks for that. I'll. <laughs> right. And so that that that'll be like a practical question that I I might have. So with that, let's um, what are some applications that you see from this text? What are some ways that you feel like um, Spirit is speaking to you about this text? Um, for me, I know we were mostly dwelling on the last part of verse five, or chapter 5, but I liked verse 3 in this chapter. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. Yeah. Because for me, I think this practice of reading God's Word and just like, understanding like, what it looks like to dwell in his word was like exercised here. Like I had to like practice that while preparing for the podcast and everything I read at first seemed like a commandment, like, okay, you should do this, but not this. You should act in this way. And if you don't, then like, you're not, it's not looking so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that plus the tie in that, like we know that the son of God has come and given us understanding was like, like two pieces to the puzzle that I needed to like help me understand God's heart in this, in this book. And it was like, Mm. God's heart is love. And like, we have this relationship with Christ that gives us the clean slate. And that out of that, like we get to know him, we get to read his word. We get to testify to the work that he's doing in our life. And Mm. we get to live in this, like, godly way or in this like spiritually aware way that the world might not even recognize that i Mm. myself might not even recognize in myself (laughs) yeah yeah if i'm just going about my day without being in the word so Mm. it kind of was like speaking to me of like this is why i study scripture (laughs) like this Mm -hmm. is this is so that i will know and that i will have confidence in God's promises, in the fact that I can ask anything according to his will and he will hear me. If I didn't read that, I wouldn't have yeah. heard that and started to internalize that and like come to know what God's character is. Like I would have missed it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah, I think for me, that'll, that'll be some of the takeaways. I, I feel like I, I, I'm at a, like just today, today where I'm at, mm. I just need to know that I'm heard by God. Mm. Like God hears me. Like God hears my frustrations. That He hears my joys and my celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, he hears when I when I feel like I'm carrying anxiety and the thoughts that are in my head in that in that space. Mm. Like I I think I needed that reminder. Like just like just for this moment. Mm. And and I think it's, it's related to um, what you mentioned earlier about just like how much like belonging is an important emphasis here. Mm. And I just needed that reminder that, yeah, I, I, I know I am of God, 
but like, I want to know that I'm his. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a difference, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I think that's, I think that's the reminder that I needed. Mm. Um, and, and so the idea of like that are being heard, mm. um, I think that was, that was um, a good reminder for me. Hey, Kate, um, I want to, I want to leave you with like the last word. Is there anything like one kind of encouragement, exhortation um, that you want to leave to the church family or whoever hears, whoever hears this podcast as we, as we close our time? I guess just like the, the confidence that, that God's promises are true. <laughs> mm. um, that when we turn to his word and when we read his, like his heart, we can know that God is who he says he is. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm amazed that, you know, even though I might not be the most faithful in certain disciplines, God still uses the times that I do turn to him all the time, like every time. Mm. And he just, he's mm. faithful to show up and remind me of like, Hey, like this is for you. This is a gift for you. And so mm. like, as we work this muscle out as a church together, I just pray that our time will be fruitful and that we will continue to like receive that we show up in God's home and, and allow him to show us and remind us who he is. Amen to all that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't think I could have wrapped up our time any better than that. So thank you, Kate. Thank you for, you know, bringing your perspective to, um, first John chapter five. And thank you everyone for tuning in um, to these podcasts. We have one more and I'm really excited about Matt Stricker. We'll be uh, wrapping up our uh, last episode. And so with that grace and peace to all y'all. Thank you everyone. Thank you, Kate. Thanks for joining us today. This is a podcast of one life city church in Fullerton, California. If you would like to connect with us, visit our website at onelifecitychurch.org or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram.